A podcast about music, health, wellness, and activism that will help you to find balance between life as a musician and self-care through health and wellness. I'm your host, Jazzy Piggott, a tuba player, composer, certified personal trainer, writer, educator, and podcaster based in Baltimore, Maryland, with my new intermittent co-host, Andre Thacker. I'm a band-slash-orchestra director, tubist, pianist, composer, arranger, and runner, also based in Baltimore, Maryland. Today, we'll be discussing social media, its benefits, detriments, the importance of social media breaks, when you should take a social media break, and how to take the break. So, this has been a fun summer so far, Jazzy, but as you know, and now your listeners are going to know, I have moved from North Carolina to Baltimore, Maryland. And it's just been a lot of stuff going on. I've been teaching elementary school kids for two weeks. I've been trying to get a, a parking permit, which I have right now. Trying to find a place. It's been a lot going on. But about to go on a cruise. Yes. Yeah, the cruise the cruise is happening. And everything is should be smooth sailing from this point. Yeah. But no. <laughs> you did that. <laughs> I, I did not do that on purpose. Whoa! I just noticed that. Okay. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Cool. So this is our first time actually in the same room recording together. Like the previous episodes we did over Zoom. So now we're here. Um, we're trying to see if the we have one mic. We're trying to make one mic work. It might not work. We'll see. We'll see what happens in post. <laughs> yes. So while we're on that cruise, we won't have access to internet or cellular data or texting at all for like basically eight days. So that means we're going to be forced to take a social media break. And that has inspired today's episode on social media. Yeah, so let's get right into it. So the benefits of social media. So first point is staying connected with old friends. You know, I'm 28 years old now, so I see a lot of my friends getting married and moving to different states and cities. And, you know, I think it's really cool just to see my kids, or my kids, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, uh, I'm a teacher. Yeah, seeing like my friends get married, move on with their lives, move forward in their careers. So I think it's just really great staying connected with, with friends. Yeah. And you can also find like those friends because I know I've moved quite a few times in my day. So like I have a bunch of my friends from Belmont, Massachusetts when I was back, like a fetus, like fifth grade. <laughs> um, I still have connections with those people. And like I do have my friend from fifth grade who like I've connected with since I moved to Baltimore because, you know, we stayed connected through social media despite all the moves and being 13 years apart and all that stuff. So that's like the benefit of social media. And then we only have three benefits. So the second benefit <laughs> is it gives you a space to celebrate your accomplishments. So I think episode 17 was on celebrating your accomplishments or your successes. And that one of the ways I listed to celebrate your success is to post it on social media because it's kind of nice to brag about yourself every once in a while. So I would say that that's another one of the good benefits is you just have a platform to be like, I did this cool thing. Everybody look at me, which is great for some things. Definitely, definitely. I know like when I got the job at Corcoran Middle teaching band and orchestra, I put that on social media. You know, it's just kind of celebrating my success and just also updating friends, family, whoever else follows. That, hey, you know, I'm moving to Maryland. I have this new job, you know, so... I definitely think it's important to celebrate your accomplishments, your successes, and social media is one way to do it. Yeah. And then the last point is networking. So I know Jazzy can talk a lot about this, um, but I know I have Andre Thacker Music, which is my music page on Facebook, uh, where I post most of my piano playing, tuba playing. Um, 
I have an Instagram as well, Andre27523. It is, and I, yeah, I'm, I'll just keep it the way it is. It's, it's been that way for years. Why don't you just make it Andre Thacker music? I don't, maybe I will. Maybe I will. But I don't know. I just, it's been Andre27523 for so long. Um, <laughs> Brand director. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, what was it? Fit band director. Fit band director one. Yeah, that, <laughs> it, it was that for like a week, and then my my buddy Casey, he was like, "Really, Andre?" But anyway, <laughs> so so you're networking, and it's social media is great for networking. You know, I recently interviewed for this exclusive. I think it's called exclusively entertainment, um, in which they're a agency that hires musicians to play for weddings, and um. The second question they asked me was, hey, what's your social media? You know, do you have any social media, Instagram, Facebook, so they can you know, find videos of my playing? You know, so it's like social media is like a, a virtual business card in a way, um, if you use it correctly. Right. And then I know as far as networking, just music communities are so small that everybody knows everybody. And I've made so many different connections over the past few years just through social media. Just somebody found me because I shared something in the 2B Euphonium Facebook group. And then they're like, hey, Jazzy, I think this is cool. Do you want a commission? And like that is an opportunity that social media allows for that I wouldn't really have otherwise. I don't know how that used to happen before social media and email existed. Like, what do you do? Send random letters to all the composers in the U.S.? Like, I don't know how that happened. So, Yeah. So networking is our, our third benefit. Now let's talk about those detriments because there's quite a few, there's about seven detriments that I have uh, to list because there are a lot more negatives to social media than positives in my opinion. So the first one is that you often only see and then you also only portray the positive. So that doesn't seem like a bad thing because, oh, everything's great, like positivity is so great. But if you're depressed and everything looks positive, it's just going to make you more depressed Mm -hmm. because you're seeing everybody else is having a great time. Like Andre and I are going on a cruise next week. We're not telling you about how we've just been kind of stuck in the apartment throughout the week. Like nobody's we're not talking about that, but we're going to be posting about the cruise. So you only see what people want you to see. It's very selective when people decide to post on social media, which isn't a great thing for people who are witnessing that. Absolutely. And kind of getting back to your point of, you know, what you don't see, me working with elementary school kids, you know, and how stressful that was. Like, I didn't post any of that on social media, you know, but, you know, we are going on this cruise and there will be pictures posted, definitely, on Instagram and Facebook. Um, so the next point is, you know, comparison definitely is, is the thief of joy. Um, when you're comparing your situation to, um, like your full situation to someone's highlight reel, it can, it can make you feel depressed and inadequate. And, um, you know, I was watching a Tony Gaskins video. Tony Gaskins actually is a, um, he's a best-selling author, relationship coach over 30 years of experience. And he talks about how like the grass is greener, like where you water. And oftentimes, like when you compare yourself um, or in this context, you know, your relationship or whatever to someone else's relationship, you know, you don't see their their water bill, meaning that you don't see the work that they put into, you know, their relationship. Or if you're talking like a one on one basis with someone, you don't see how much work they put into like what they have or what they've accomplished you know so you really shouldn't compare yourself you know to to other people Uh, but it's difficult because again like jazzy was saying with social media you're seeing people's highlight highlight reel you're seeing just their perfect situation um so the next point is oh i really i get my thoughts on that oh (laughs) i'm sorry We both give thoughts on points here. Okay. Anyways, so comparison is the thief of joy. I I heard that quote somewhere. I can't recall who said it, but it just like rings so true because I knew 
I always used to just compare myself to others. Like, I don't know where anybody is on their health journey. Like people probably compare themselves to me and they don't know that I'm super insecure about my body weight, but everyone's like, man, I love your body. Like you're so fit and you do all this stuff. And I'm sitting here like, oh my God, I'm so fat. And nobody knows that that's happening in the, in the side. Like everybody's just comparing themselves to me and then that's their gold standard. But I'm not, you know, you don't know what's happening behind the scenes. People don't tell you all that. And when you constantly compare yourself, like I was talking about last week with expectations, you're going to fall short of those comparisons because you're going to see all the positive stuff that you're comparing yourself to. And you're going to feel like, okay, that's something that I want to be. I want to be like that. But you don't know what it truly is like to be like that. You can only kind of just guess about what you're seeing and what you think you might see and what you want to be. But just be happy to be where you are instead of comparing yourself to those other people that you might see in those images you see. Because the constant comparison and realizing like, man, I wish I was like her is just going to make you feel more and more negative about yourself. The next point is it disconnects you from the present designed to get you hooked or it's designed to get you hooked. So I know I'm not the only one that's just been in a social situation. And then you look down, oh, let me check social media really quickly. And then there's a conversation going on in front of you and you're just scrolling through Facebook or Instagram. And, um, you know, so that can be um, a huge detriment to social media. You miss out on present interactions with people that you may like. Yeah, exactly. And then um, the other half of that point was like, Andre said is that these things are designed to get you hooked. Like if you ever watched The Social Dilemma on Netflix, I totally recommend you watch it if you haven't watched it yet. It's kind of scary, but it just <laughs> talks about how these algorithms are just kind of outsmarting humans to just kind of keep you hooked onto social media. And then it like notices like, okay, they looked at that ad for 3.6 seconds. So how can I make them look at it for a full four? And like crazy things like that these platforms are designed to keep you on longer and longer and longer. And then they get smarter and smarter based on what you do or don't look at. So it's really easy to get deterred and to be disconnected from the present because they know what they're doing. They know how to keep you away from the present because they want you just sitting at Instagram for hours or TikTok. TikTok's the big thing now. And then you know how yeah. one video plays to the next video and then you can't get off of it. You know, doom scrolling TikTok for hours, as they say. Yeah. So then the next thing is that there are very biased new news. There are very biased news feeds. And this goes also back to the social dilemma where it was talking about how your Facebook page, what you see is very polarized. So if you are friends with liberal people, you are probably only going to see liberal opinions on your Facebook page. And like, that sounds good because you don't want to see opposing opinions if you really disagree with something, but that also limits your worldview and it doesn't make you see outside of that reality. And it creates further polarization because then you're going to start demonizing everybody else who doesn't think like you. Absolutely. That's a very important point because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, in my opinion, I think that most people are good. Most people want like what, what is good. Um, but I think that as human beings, we do have different ways of getting there. Um, so, it, but with social media, again, like, like Jazzy was saying, you know, if you're just seeing one view, no matter what subject or whatever, you know, it kind of puts you in a bubble and you maybe, maybe you tend to think that people that have different points of view to you, you know, are bad people. But I, I genuinely do believe, and maybe I'm wrong, <laughs> but most people do have good in, have good intentions. And then the next point is general anxiety over post reactions. So, you know, <laughs> when I posted that I got the job at Corcoran Middle School, I think it got like 193 likes before posting it. I thought that it was going to get like 300 likes or maybe even more than that because I was moving to Maryland and, you know, I got this job at Corcoran teaching band and orchestra. I've never taught orchestra before. 
but it only got 193. And that kind of made my anxiety go up just a little bit. Cause like, man, it's like, did people see that I moved to Maryland or do they really care? Or, you know, maybe I should have put a picture of, of corporate middle school, or maybe I should have put a picture of the, the logo up there. Maybe it would have got more likes, you know, or interactions or comments, but, you know, having anxiety over, um, you know, post reactions, it's just, it's, there's just no need for it. At the end of the day, it's just social media. That can be one of the detriments to it. Yeah, I know in the same way, when I posted about the album, I was super excited with the original reactions to it and how many shares it got. And then I started basing my success based on its social media engagement. And the social media engagement doesn't tell me that I had like 200 listens on Spotify. It just shows me that nine people only liked it. And it's like only nine people saw this, but that's not true. So it just gives you a biased perspective. Like you can only see certain things and then you're going to be constantly checking to make sure, oh, did I get the 194th like? Like that's Mm -hmm. going to be constantly what you're doing and trying to read comments and like them or fight off haters and all of this stuff. And it's just kind of a way of seeking validation. It's you're trying to seek validation from social media, which is computer people. And you should be really getting the validation from the act that you're posting about. If you're posting about your success, about how you won this gig, then be excited that you won the gig. Don't be excited. Man, only 100 people like that post. That shouldn't be what you're focused on. Absolutely. And then just kind of one thing, like posting something, and I've done this in the past, posting something and saying, man, why didn't that friend like comment? (laughs) Why didn't that friend comment on it? Or why did that friend just put a like and not a love? You know, (laughs) the likes versus the love, you know, reactions. Or like when someone put, when someone reacts and says like caring, like, what does that, what does that mean? Like, why don't you just love it? You know, so like getting into that, I mean, it just doesn't matter. What if that friend is having a bad day and just didn't get on, just didn't get on social media that day? Or maybe, you know, their phone, they lost their phone. It's just, it's just, it's anxiety and it doesn't really matter. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I feel bad sometimes when I'm like, shoot, I didn't see that post for four days because I haven't looked at Facebook in four days. And Mm -hmm. then the post is four days old. And then I'm like, should I still like it? And then I feel bad because that means the person probably thought I didn't really care. But it's not like I didn't care. I was just not present. Right. All right. And then our next post kind of goes back to the or our next point goes back to the comparison is the thief of joy point, which is FOMO, fear of missing out. So basically seeing everybody doing all these cool things is going to make you kind of feel a little unsatisfied with your life. Like, man, that person's going on tour to Germany and I'm only going on tour to New York. Wow. Like, look at how sad that is. (laughs) And you just kind of think of ways that everything that's happening to you is for some reason not as great as what's happening to other people. But again, you're still seeing that perfect image of them, the image that they want you to see of them. You're not seeing the full picture. Absolutely. So Jazzy's, what is this? Um, Computer monitor monitor is here. Yes. She got a package as we were uh, recording. It was cool. (laughs) <laughs> All right. So like the last point in terms of detriments of social media is being unproductive. So um, as I said before, I'm a band and orchestra director. So, you know, learning the string instruments as a band director, preparing the band, um, speaking with the previous director, uh, going through the the music library, doing all the things I have to do in preparation for this upcoming year. It's a lot of stuff I have to do. And scrolling social media, Facebook and Instagram, um, six, seven hours a day is going to make me unproductive, um, you know, and keep me from getting those things done. So, Yeah, I can't count the amount of times that I've sat down to practice and ended up on Facebook for 20 minutes. (laughs) Like that just happens way too much. And again, these platforms are designed to get you hooked. So you're probably procrastinating with them. And I would be very surprised if you weren't. Like unless you put strict limits on your social media time, like, okay, I will look at this for five minutes. 
you're probably wasting time by staring at social media. Absolutely. So with all these detriments to social media, you may be wondering what the point of this episode is. So the point of this episode is to talk about social media breaks. So social media breaks are very important, and that really just means disengaging from social media for some amount of period of time. So here are reasons to take social media breaks. So the first is stress relief. Now, with all these detriments of social media that we mentioned, it would be very stress relieving to just kind of take a break from it and to disappear for a little while because then you don't have to think about post reactions. You don't have to think about comparing yourself to these perfect images. You're just existing like people used to exist like 20 years ago before this existed. Absolutely. So the next point is to get back time. So and it kind of goes back to the, the last point about detriments of social media. Um, you will be more productive not scrolling through Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and Snapchat and Twitter, well, Twitter, <laughs> you know, <laughs> if you'll have so much more time throughout the day. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you don't realize how much time you're spending on social media until you look at that uh, screen time usage thing. And then it's just like, hey, you spent four hours on YouTube today. <laughs> me. Okay. <Yeah. laughs> if she was calling me out. I love, so, I love YouTube. YouTube is awesome. Yes. Yeah. All right. So the next reason to take a social media break is to strengthen and foster your relationships with real people. So odds are, if you are a person existing anywhere. There are real people in your life, and they are not limited to your device, unless you live in the middle of nowhere and just have internet. But these real people, you probably are neglecting because you're spending time with on social or you're spending time on social media. Now, these real people are the people who you're actually networking with. You're the people who that you are seeing their image that they put online, but you're not seeing the actual person. So it's time to get to know those actual people and taking a break from social media to find the actual people behind the personas is very beneficial. Absolutely. Next point is to limit your transactional relationship with happiness. So not based on post reactions. So, you know, I feel good about myself as a pianist, as a tuba player, as a teacher. Um, and I don't need those reactions or those posts, you know, or, you know, the comments um, on Facebook or Instagram to know that, oh, I am a good teacher or I am a good like musician. Like I know deep down like that I am. Um, so um, kind of taking that break from social media can help you just as a whatever you are, if you are a musician or, you know, whatever you do. Um, kind of take a break from feeling as if you may need that kind of validation from social media. Um, yeah. And another thing that social media can do or reason to take a social media break is to avoid the general negativity around world events. Now, there are very negative world events that that's not like saying I'm not neglecting that, that that's a fact. I'm not neglecting that abortion was just struck down when Roe v. Wade was turned. But when you're constantly surrounded by that negativity and people complaining about it and just being bombarded by a man, things aren't the same as they used to be. And that's all you're seeing. You're going to feel negative. You're going to get the effects of that. I know whenever I go home, my mom's going to feel called out for this, but she always has the news on. And it, I can't stand it because the news is very negative in general. It just talks about everything that's going wrong. And when you're focused on all that stuff that's going wrong, it's hard to really focus on the, the good that's happening in the world because people don't talk about that as much because it doesn't get as many views or clicks or anything. Like people talk about the good in their personal lives and that will get views and clicks and whatnot. But then you talk about general negative world events and it's that weird, I don't know what that is, that uh, bipolarization of social media, I guess. Mm -hmm. Because it's like overall negative because you see all the negative stuff that's happening because that's, you know, what drives traffic. But then you were also seeing all the positive stuff that people were portraying to you. So, yeah. 
Right. And then the more you see the negativity on social media, you feel the need to to post about it yourself and then possibly get into like arguments or discussions yeah. with people that it's like, you know, <laughs> like even like your best friend, like you're arguing with your best friend about like something that you're both passionate about. And it's just it's just no, no point of it. And then um, the last point kind of goes along with that is the other side of the coin is that positive bias and the fear of missing out and the comparison. So a reason to take a break is to kind of get away from that positive bias and that comparison and just enjoy your life. I think we kind of just said that with the transactional relationship stuff. It's similar, but not the same, but basically the same point. Absolutely. So signs you need a social media break. Yeah, now this is the signs that you need a social media break. This isn't the reasons to take one. This is if you have these signs, you probably should take some time off. Yeah. <laughs> so the first point is the detriments are getting to you. So let's remind you of the detriments. So, so often only seeing and portraying the positive. Comparison is the thief of joy. So often comparing your situation to someone else's. Uh, disconnects you from the present designed to get you hooked. Very biased news feeds. General anxiety over post reactions. FOMO or fear of missing out and being unproductive. Yeah, so if those detriments of social media seem very familiar and you're like, man, this seems like it's a part of my life. That means maybe you should take a look at social media and wonder if the benefits are worth the detriments. So the next sign is that you can't put your phone down. And that goes back to the detriment of just kind of it's the platforms are designed to get you hooked. But if you find yourself constantly on your phone day in, day out, and you just can't put it down for a second to enjoy coffee with a friend, you you have a problem like that shouldn't be your reality you shouldn't be based on this tiny 11 inch device that you have in your pocket are they 11 inches now remember when they were really small like iphone yeah. 4 I look right. at iphone 4 now it's like what is this thing like how did i used to look at that right but, uh, yeah so you're you're kind of you're stuck to this little device where you that's your entire world despite being surrounded by the the whole world that's around you. So if you can't put your phone down and you just get anxious if it's not with you for some reason or the thought of taking a cruise for eight days without having access to the internet or cellular data makes you uncomfortable, you probably need a social media break. Right. So the next point is your happiness is based on reactions. So, you know, over the summer, Jazzy and I, we've gone to... To Ithaca, New York. Uh, where else have we gone? Went to New York, Long Island. Long Island. This past Long weekend, Island. we went to uh, Greensboro at a cookout, celebrating my mom's birthday, and my mom is engaged now. That's good news. Yeah. Um, and so the point I'm trying to make is the amount of reactions, the amount of likes, comments that I received on, on those posts or those events, like they do not dictate my happiness or they should not dictate um, any person's happiness. Like you posting something that's very important to you or, you know, whether if it's something involving your profession or just a trip that you've done, like it's just, if you feel like your happiness is being affected by how many likes or comments or reactions, to the post on social media, then you probably need a break. Yeah. And the next one is that you can't disengage to socialize with actual people. Now, if you are at dinner with your friends and for some reason, everybody is on their phone, scrolling Facebook, trying to interact with other virtual people, what is the point? Literally, what is the point? Just stay at home, sit on your couch, order takeout. Like, there's no point of hanging out with people and just being on your phone. I, I It's one of my pet peeves. I've gone over it like a hundred times with a lot of my friend groups. 
I know back at Ithaca College, my friend group, we came up with this rule where you just can't take out your phone. If you take out your phone, like you're, you're banned or you might have to pay the whole table's bill, you just can't touch it because the whole point of being with other people and being out with other people and going out to dinner and enjoying coffee and just spending time is to actually be present with those people. So if you find yourself constantly on Facebook or Instagram or YouTube or something like that while you're hanging out with other people, then you have a problem and you need to address that and try to figure out how to actually be present with those who are in front of you. Absolutely. The next point is you are constantly anxious. So if, you know, if you have anxiety or if you're, you know, tending to like bite your nails or, you know, pick your fingernails or, you know, you're just always anxious all the time. It could be due to social media, you know, comparing yourself to other people um, or, you know, just feeling just inadequate looking at other people's highlight reels on social media could make you anxious. So if you are feeling anxious, take a break. It's okay. Social media is not going anywhere. Yeah. And that same thing, it's also kind of like, if you are only doing things for the gram, you know, yeah. that's a form of constant anxiety where it's like, oh no, I have to look perfect for this selfie so people can see that my life is great. That That's a problem. Like you, you should be living to live your life, not to live for Instagram. It, do you have a selfie stick? No. If you have a selfie stick, no. or I, I was asking the audience, <laughs> if you have a selfie stick, maybe you're going a little bit too far, just, just a little bit. I mean, I think in those people's defense, they are kind of because you can get like far enough back where you can actually like see the full picture. So no one's like craning their arm or you're looking for the tallest person. So they, they kind of have a point, you know, there, uh, there's a point. You'll see a ton of them on the cruise. I, I bet you. I, I just I, I think it's too important. It's it's too important for that person to be able to say this. But maybe I also have very long arms. So I don't know. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> And then the final sign that you need a social media break is that you find yourself falling into a depressed state because of the comparison. So like I said before, comparison is the thief of joy. So you can be really happy that something happened. Like you can be really happy that you had that New York tour and then you look online and you see somebody else went to Germany and then you're like, damn, I didn't go to Germany. I curse on this podcast. It's okay. Anyways, <laughs> so you're, you're going to be comparing yourself to others and you're going to feel worse about the accomplishments you have if you're constantly doing that. And if that's what you're feeling, you're feeling that everything you're doing is, inad is inadequate because other people are doing other things, you know, other people are being successful and for some reason your successes aren't the same as others. Like if you're constantly upset that other people are successful that's a negative sign that that means you need to figure out first, why am I so bitter that I don't like it when other people are happy? And why is my happiness based on what other people's happiness is? So you need to figure out how to just avoid those depressed moods. And you need to take a break in order to do that, because if you constantly are getting depressed by looking at other people having accomplishments, then why keep succumbing to that why keep putting yourself in that position right so the next point is how to take a social media break so it says first the first point is first find a low stakes time if you have a ton of gigs lined up or meetings relying on social media that may not be the best time so i know like for me i just moved from north carolina to Maryland. So I'm using my phone more probably than I more this summer than I would or than I did last summer or summers before that. Um, and then I'm trying to build connections and just trying to wrap my arms around the people here in, in Baltimore um, at this point. So this wouldn't be the best time um, for me to take a social media break. Um, you know, or like if, for example, if you have like a bunch of gigs coming up or, you know, you just have a lot of meetings or just, you're just very, very busy and you're trying to connect with people and build your business or your brand, you know, that's probably not the best time to take a social media break. 
I'm going to disagree with you there, buddy. Okay. Because I, I think because you just moved here, you want to spend time actually in the community of Baltimore, mm. getting to know Baltimore. Mm -hmm. If you're stuck watching YouTube for hours on end indoors, you're not really getting to know Baltimore. So well, I think it's a good time to take a social media break. Like it's not helping you learn the community better because you're not really going on groups and on meetup or whatever and looking for things to do. Are you? Well, like, I don't necessarily think that YouTube, I don't consider YouTube social media. I consider Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, all those different platforms, like, like it's, it's part of social media. Mm -hmm. Like, and I do, I, I agree with you, like doing the groundwork is just as important as building relationships, whether through Facebook or through, you know, Instagram or different places like that. Um, yeah. So I, I don't think, you don't think YouTube is social media. Okay. Well, either way, my point is that I think when I was saying that point about finding a low stakes time, mm -hmm. that means if what you're doing actually is relying on social media, like the week of my album release wouldn't have been a great time for me to take a social media break because I need to be on there to promote my album. And at the same time, if you're going to like a conference like IWBC, where people are posting on Facebook about like, oh, I'm at this conference. Are you at this conference? Like that's another time you need to be there. Or if you have like a meeting like for the Chromatic Brass, we're based primarily in social media. So I need to be on social media to be engaged with those, those women. So that's when you need to be actually on social media. If you're using it for the benefits of social media rather than the detriments. If none of those things apply to you, like... You know, you don't actually have business related things to do on social media. Now's a great time to take a social media break because it's the summer. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, just having like a or finding like a low stakes time. It's also, you know, I think you have to determine that, you know, like for yourself, like, you know, your schedule, you know, better than better than anyone else. So finding a time that's really that just works for you. Um, I think is important. Yeah. So once you have found a low stakes time, the first thing you need to do is to actually delete the apps. <laughs> now <laughs> you can try to take a social media break with Instagram and Facebook still staring at you every day, but it's going to be really difficult. So take the time to just put that little X on the app. So it's not in your home screen anymore. You don't get tempted. It's just gone. Now, I know some people go as far as deleting their entire profiles or pausing their profiles or whatever. You don't need to do that because that might worry some people. I know. Yeah, I'm going to bring it up. My ex decided to go on a social media break during a fight that we had, and he did not inform me that he was going on a social media break. And I looked him up and, hmm, am I blocked? That, that is what went through my head. That is not a good time for a social media break. So if you are trying to delete your profile for some reason, just just think about it. Like if you're not going to go back to social media and you decide to delete your profile because you don't want to be on it. OK, that's fine. But if you have people who are looking for you and you don't make any announcement about taking the break or deleting your profile, then don't delete the profile. Like you're going to scare some people, I promise. Other people. There are more people who look about you than you think. So the next point is announce it if you're afraid people will be worried, but you don't have to feel obligated to. So again, just putting on the so putting it on your social media page, hey, taking a break, um, 10 days, a week, a month, it's completely up to you. But just making sure, or you don't have to, but doing it is, I think, kind of common courtesy, especially if you're on there like every day and constantly posting. Yes, like, like the situation I just mentioned, it would have been courteous to get an announcement about that. Um, not bitter. Okay. <laughs> so the next is to decide on a set time for the break. So are you going to take the break for a month? Are you going to take it for a week? Are you going to take it for two months? Maybe two weeks? Just decide on a set time, and that's going to be your minimum time. So if you say, I'm taking a break from social media for two weeks, then delete the apps for two weeks and don't look at the apps for two weeks. 
It is two weeks. That's it. Now, at the end of the time period, you can extend it. Like, there's no problem with extending things um, if you decide to, but you just need to meet that minimum and you need to have some sort of goal in mind when you go into this thing. So you can't be like, I'm taking a social media break. And then two days later, you're back on because that's not that's not a break. Like, it needs to be at least a week to be a significant amount of a break. Right. Next point is to enjoy your social media free life. So it may be tough for the first week if you're constantly online, but you'll get over it. So, you know, the first week or even maybe the first two weeks, you know, it may be a little bit tough, especially if you're used to pulling out your phone, tapping on Facebook or Instagram. Um, but you want to make sure that you enjoy your life and really just like look around you, <laughs> breathe in, breathe out. Like, look at the sky, breathe in the air, taste the air, you know, <laughs> like just do whatever you can just to um, take in everything that's around you. Yeah. When you withdraw from something, it's always going to suck for the first few days. Like starting anything new, it's probably not going to be great in the beginning. Like there's always that adjustment period because your body is not in your mind are not comfortable with things changing because you get used to the flow of a certain habit. And now that that habit's removed. Oh no, it's chaos. So there's going to be discomfort with anything you try. With working out, there's discomfort. So taking a break, there's discomfort. Doing a whole 30, there was discomfort. So just be ready for that discomfort as it comes to you. But you're going to get over it. So just push through the discomfort and get to the benefits of it. So then with all that free time you have, you're going to need to find time or you're going to need to find things to take up the time because you're probably wasting a couple hours a day on social media. So now you have a couple of hours a day that you're just kind of like, what do I do with myself? So use this time to catch up with friends, enjoy the actual real people who are in front of you. And then you can also get in touch with your old hobbies and stuff like that. If you have neglected some certain things or you can do a vacation in your own town. I know like two weeks ago, it wasn't an actual social media break, but I didn't use social media that much when um, I had a friend visiting and we were basically tourists in Baltimore and we did like all the boat stuff and everything down by the harbor and it was really nice. So there's things to do. Just just find them. Just be deliberate about finding them. And the last one is don't fall for the temptation of ending the break early. So if you have your mind set on two weeks. Do two weeks. Don't do a week and five days, a week and six days. If you're set on a month, you get the point. Like, do, do the time that you have agreed on with yourself. Just do it. Yes. And if you have to make an exception for something, then make the exception ahead of time. So, for instance, Andre and I are going to take a social media break for <laughs> the cruise and the week after the cruise. Now, we have made the planned exception of when we get back from the cruise, making a post about the cruise. And that's that's our planned exception. Like, we're not going to be, we're literally going on making the post <laughs> and then getting off. We're not going to be sitting there scrolling and being like, ooh, what's my aunt up to this week? Like, that's not a part of the memo. So if you are making an exception, then make the exception and keep it at that exception. But don't end early. Don't fall for the temptation. Be disciplined. You can do this. It's only two weeks of your life. Two weeks is probably less than 1% of your life. I promise you. You have anything to add? No. All right. So that concludes the information portion of this episode. I hope you gained something from that because... I thought I gained something from that, like putting this together. I'm like, man, I do have some issues with social media that I need to address. So if you did find something that you agree with or disagree with, just let me know. Um, you can email me at pigotjasmine at gmail.com or my social media is going to be linked in the outro for you to, to find. Um, but I appreciate hearing from all my listeners. So any sort of feedback you have, I appreciate it. And maybe we can do a follow-up if I get a bunch of listener suggestions for things. So keep me posted. But anyways, so now we're going to move on to Roses, Buds, and Thorns. 
Roses, Buds, and Thorns is a segment I do on the podcast to cultivate a level of authenticity and gratitude. So authenticity is because, like I said, on social media, everything looks perfect, but usually things aren't going perfect. And then gratitude because, well, sometimes things aren't going great, but there's always at least one thing going good in your life that you can be grateful for. So a rose is something good that happened, a bud is something you're looking forward to, and a thorn is something that wasn't so great. So I always like to start with my thorns so we can end on roses and buds, which are more positive notes. So Andre, what's your thorn for this week? So I've been working with elementary school kids uh, at a summer music camp for the past two weeks. And (laughs) like, I'm a teacher. I love teaching. I'm a musician. But working with elementary school kids is just not my, it's just not my thing. Um, you know, and I mean, that that's just it. You know, like they have the kids that were crying, one crying to my left, one crying to my right. You know, like it, it just, it was just so new to me. And, and maybe if I teach elementary school again, then it'll, I'll know more, you know, what I'm getting myself into, but. You know, the past two weeks have been difficult because I mostly worked with middle school, high school, and then college kids. Um, but at this point, I just think that elementary school, that age range is just not for me. And that's okay. Yes, that is okay. Everyone has a niche. Right. You're not right. going to be great at everything. Right. Yeah. What's your thorn? So, my thorn... Um, I guess we can kind of tell by how this podcast was interrupted by me getting a package. So I've been spending a little bit too much money and just going a little trigger happy with Prime Day and Amazon recently. Um, like, like a lot. Like I spent like $90 on chinchilla toys last week and then I spent like $90 yesterday on Alexa stuff. And then I'm like, oh my God, it's Prime Day. I can buy a computer monitor for once. And then, oh, we need coffee. Let me buy some coffee too. So I've been spending <laughs> just just a tad more money than I want to, especially since I have no consistent income this summer. But, you know, that 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 is what it is. I have a lot of money saved up because I don't spend as much during the school year. But that's my thorn. Um, yeah, I'm going to rein in my spending, but I'm not spending needlessly. It's all things I need. It's all things that I can benefit from. It's not like I was just like, let me waste my money on this thing I'm never going to use. So. So, Tazzy, what's your rose? My rose is that we have this cruise. And when this episode comes out, we're going to be on the cruise. So this is a week ahead of time. We're recording this on July 12th, a Tuesday. And this is going to come out on July 21st. So, yeah, we will be well into the cruise. It will be the last day of the cruise when this episode comes out. And I'm just very excited to be able to be forced to take a social media break and a work break because I'm not going to have internet to be able to work. I was telling Andre I'm going to struggle with that, but I'm just not going to bring my laptop so I have no temptation. But I'm just very excited. And then we get to spend more time together, which is going <laughs> to be really fun. Yeah. 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 I, that's my rose as well, the cruise. I've never been on a cruise before, so... I'm excited to spend time with Jazzy, to eat a lot of food, and just soak in the sun. It's going to be fun. Yeah. And some good shorts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And swim trunks. Yeah. 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 We'll get them. We're going to Target after this recording. So yes. it's going to be great. I love Target. All right, Andre, what is your butt? So I'm from North Carolina, and... Drum Corps or DCI, Drum Corps International is what DCI stands for, um, is a very popular activity down south. And it's also popular like in Maryland and in Pennsylvania, kind of those areas. But Drum Corps is basically a professional marching band of like um, kids from 16 years old to 21, year, 21 years old. Um, and they perform during the summertime and then uh, do a, um, a championship in uh, late August or mid-August, I should say. So Jazzy and I, we're going to a drum corps show later this month or we may, I think it's 
later this month at the very beginning of August. So I'm excited for that. Uh, Drum Corps hasn't, they didn't have a season last year or the year before that because of COVID. So I'm looking forward to hearing the Drum Corps this season. So that's my vote. All right. My vote is my best friend, Kaylee Bernard, and my brother, Gregson Piggott, are going to come visit me uh, the week after the cruise. Kaylee's coming the first half of the week and my brother's coming the second half of the week. So it's going to be a busy week. Um, but I'm just very excited because they're two of my favorite people in the world. Um, Kaylee was actually on episode 11 and my brother was episode 14. So go check out those episodes if you want to hear more about who they are as people, because they are very great people. So I'm excited to show them Baltimore. I haven't seen Kaylee in over a year now. And then Gregson has been a couple months and we also haven't talked really in a month because I've just been busy. But yeah, so I'm very excited for that and just having them come to visit. So that is my butt. Yeah. All right. So that concludes our episode for this week. I hope you enjoyed listening. If you did enjoy listening, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We really appreciate any rating or review, even if you don't listen to the podcast or you have somebody who just likes to leave ratings and reviews and they don't feel like listening, just tell them to leave a rating and review. Just it allows more people to hear about the show. And the other way people hear about the show is through word of mouth. And word of mouth is also very important because I feel like 90% of the podcasts I listen to, I listen to because somebody's like, yeah, I really like that podcast. So if you are thinking of something to talk about with your friends during your social media break, talk about this podcast. Be like, hey, you know, Jazzy is really cool. And Andre is also really cool. And they have this podcast that they sometimes do together. And you should totally listen to it because there's some good advice on there. If you just happen to throw that into a conversation or a family barbecue or something somewhere, just just do it or maybe share it on Facebook. I mean, sharing an episode about social media breaks on Facebook might be a little interesting, but you can do it. So yeah, please leave a rating or view, share with your friends and family. We really appreciate any sort of promotion you can give this podcast. Anything to add? All right. So I hope you have a great two weeks. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Harmony and Healing. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Harmony and Healing Podcast. And you can find me personally at The Jazzy Tubist on both Facebook and Instagram. And at my website, jasminepiggit.com. I'll see you next Thursday. This summer. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay.